Hey, welcome back to our podcast, your go-to source for all things real estate and lifestyle in the heart of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Jackson Christian Mary. And I'm Jean Christian Mary. <laughs> and together we're here to guide you through the vibrant world of Fort Worth and surrounding suburb living. We believe in creating a community where everyone feels at home. And that's why we're committed to bringing you honest, expert advice in a fun and friendly way. From the bustling streets of downtown to the serene suburbs, we've got the scoop on what makes each area unique. Each week we'll dive into the latest market trends, offer tips for both buyers and sellers, and share insider knowledge to help you make informed decisions. So whether you're a first time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just curious about some of the Fort Worth charming neighborhoods, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so yep. excited that you've joined us. Yes, um, we are. Oh, it's so fun to do this each and every week. Um, and just to provide, hopefully, value for every single person listening yep. and keep you updated about what's going on in home prices and home values and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, what's happening in the market and that kind of stuff. And so today, we wanted to talk specifically to first-time home buyers. Um, we've got some tips and tricks that we want to share with you all that we think are important. We're going to kind of blow through these. Um, we do have a home buyer seminar coming up in January. We'll get you the dates for that coming up soon. We want to make sure that's where we go into the weeds of of what actually, you know, it takes to buy a home, you know, the actual costs associated with things. Um, But for today, we'll kind of give you a general overview of that. So keep that in mind. But let's jump in. So tip number one, what would you say is is kind of the big deal for first-time homebuyers? First time home buyer is get you a good lender. Totally. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's going to be a big That's a big that bad lenders break transactions yes. and good lenders make transactions. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. We we work so closely yeah. With the lenders on our clients' contracts, so yeah, that's that's a big deal. Um, you know, a, a really great lender is going to really listen to your situation, is going to customize what's going on, going to know about down payment assistance programs. Sure. Um, they're going to know how to advise you on the amount of down payment that you need, and what type of loan you're going to get. Yeah. So that's really really crucial. Um, and you know, they're going to be the ones that determine whether or not you can close on time. Um, which are crucial because you could have a seller that would say, if you don't close on time, then we're going to be out of this deal. Sure. So those are all things that are super important when it comes to buying a house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I think as a, as a home buyer, kind of tip number two is just making sure you know what's coming your way. Yep. So if we had to consolidate or condense, excuse me, um, everything that happens on the buyer side, the bigger things for you, you feel are probably getting under contract first, finding the house and actually mm-hmm. getting it under contract. Mm-hmm. Going through the option period, which is kind of when you have the inspection done and things like that. And so getting that actually negotiated so that you're on the same page as the seller. Having the appraisal negotiated as well. Mm -hmm. If you need to negotiate, hopefully you don't. Um, And then closing and obviously your loan funding. Those are kind of the big things to know about that come your way through this. Again, like I mentioned before, we'll go into real detail of each of those and and what each of those looks like in the home buying seminar in January. So I hope you join us for that. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all the places just to, just so we can announce that date for that. But, Absolutely. Um, there's also a lot of costs that come along yeah. with buying a home. So making sure that you know the costs that are coming your way. Yeah, we get asked that question a lot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our clients, that's the first thing they want to know when they're going to be a first-time home buyer. They want to know how much money do I need to have available. Um, so hopefully you found a great lender and your lender did you a cost analysis. And so they're going to break down for you on the lending side all the fees that are involved with that. Um, and then also, hopefully, you found a great realtor. And, um, you know, we can help you with that. <laughs> so, but you found a great realtor, and the realtor is going to break down for you also the costs on the side of the contract and the title company and those kinds of things. 
So, you know, we just did an interview with uh, Jefferson, who's yeah. one of our preferred lenders. So that's out there for y'all to watch. So I would say we want to recommend that they watch that. Totally. Yeah, that, that's that's a deep dive on first-time home buying lender yeah. more numbers and stuff. For yeah, sure. so that'll get you a lot of good information. Also, yeah. down payment assistance programs. He talks about that. So check that out. I think that'll help a lot. But just to give you a little overview, again, we're going to have the buyer seminar in January, and we'll go into real detail with specific numbers for you based on purchase price. But let me give you just kind of an overview of some of the, the fees that are involved. So you've got uh, the option fee, which is the amount that you pay, of course, to have the right to opt out of the contract and to get things checked out. You've got an earnest fee, um, which is the amount that you deposit when you get a contract. You've got the inspection fee and an appraisal. So an appraisal is the lenders making sure that the property's worth what, yeah, what you're putting on it. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. loan to you on it. Um, there's also survey. So um, if you don't have a survey from the seller, you'll need a new survey, and the survey fee may be a cost that you have to pay. Um, there's a title policy. Sometimes the seller pays that. Sometimes the buyer pays that. And in our, in our um, seminar in January, we'll talk about the specifics of that. Yeah. Who decides that and all yeah. that. It's all about how you write your offer. Mm -hmm. But the title policy keeps you clear title on the property, which you've got to have because that way you can resell it later. Mm -hmm. yep. um, you may also want a home warranty, so there'd be a fee with that. Um, there's also, if you do an appraisal waiver or a guarantee, there's some costs related to that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's your down payment. And then there's your loan origination fee, which is yep. what the lender charges yep. to do their job. And then you may have a title fee through the escrow, uh, which is the, the fee that we pay the title company. Right. So those are kind of just a, a broad view breakdown of some of the fees you may or may not have. Um, but in our seminar, we talk more about those numbers. And yep. of course, then you, you can come up with a tally of yep. the amount of cash that you want to have on hand. Yeah, and a lot of that's negotiable too. So, yep. yeah, got a lot of options there. Yep, very <clears throat> individualized, depends on your situation and what you negotiate. Yep. So, yeah. The other thing you want to do is make sure, you know, not a lot of people do this, and they kind of, a lot of people find out, unfortunately, about it. Um, make sure you drive the neighborhood after they move in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drive the neighborhood before you move in or even before you go under contract. You got to. Um, nights and weekends, right? So do both. Um, if you tour, tour it at 9 a.m., go see it at 9 p.m., uh -huh. right? Like, go, go make sure you know what the life is like here living at this property. Um, I think that's one of the best things you can do. Then you're also, you have a chance to meet the neighbors and see oh, what yeah. the neighbors are like. And talk to the neighbors, mm -hmm. yeah. Feel free to talk to them yep. and ask them about the neighborhood. Yep, who doesn't want a good neighbor, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody's mad about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and, and the other thing is you want to pay attention to the measurements of rooms mm -hmm. when you're shopping. So I wanna hear your thoughts on this, because for me, so, I've never considered this, but for you, this was a big deal. So I see this a lot. So mm -hmm. so um, stuff visually sometimes, especially if there's no furniture in the room, you, you can't really judge. Like I have a lot of buyers, I showed one last night, mm -hmm. and they had the same reaction. The room looks small. So what does small mean? So if we get out the measurements and we measure the room, and it's as big as the house that they live in now, sure. and that house, that living room is great. Yeah. Well, we don't want people to to just cross things off because you think it's small, but you haven't really measured it. So knowing some room measurements is a good, it's our living room measurements, that's a good place to have. Yeah, or at least your furniture measurements, right? Yep, yep, what you need to have these couches in this room. I need a room at least that's 12 by 11 or whatever. So that's helpful too, because it can help you, because otherwise you're gonna, you're gonna take properties off that could be viable properties. Totally, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and back to the lender point, you've got to make sure that you stay 
in your price range. Please stay what <laughs> I know you for. want that super expensive house. That's great. I do too, right? We all do. Here's the deal. You only got approved for a certain amount. Like you have to come, if you have bukus of cash in the background, you can come out, you can pay the cash for it if you want to do it that way. Um, but <laughs> you have got to stay your price range. And that's really hard. This is a hard market with that. Appreciation has been crazy over the last couple of years mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. affordability is just really difficult right now with interest rates where they are. So, <laughs> but that is key to everyone. So, you know, if you are approved at 300, let's not go see the 305 house. Yeah. If you're approved up to 600K, let's not go see that 605 house, right? Like yeah. wherever you are in your price range, let's stay there because all you're doing is setting your all the other houses that you are in your price range up for failure mm -hmm. by going to see that nice, super fancy house or whatever it is that's in that higher price range. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it really hard to, to stay in your in your comfort zone yeah. for where you can afford. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless you have not told your lender about some funds that you have, then sure. go, go do that to get sure. that price that you want to approve. And have a conversation with lender saying, hey, I really want to do, you know, if you're at that four mark mm -hmm. and you want to be 415, like go have that conversation and see if there's something the lender can do uh, to workshop it. But. Yeah. Hey everyone, real quick before we get back to the show, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, we'd love to connect with you. We post a lot of content like this in case you miss an episode, along with more Fort Worth and surrounding suburb, local insights and finds. You can find our team at the Christenberry Group on all social platforms, or you can connect with Jackson and I personally on our Facebook and our Instagram accounts. Just be prepared for lots of pictures of my grandson on either account. Now back to the show. But. Yeah. And most people live in their monthly payment, right? Yes. That's how they live. So if the monthly payment makes sense to you, and if going up to six twenty-five is only five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars more a month, and you can do that, that's one thing. So those are all things to kind of consider. If you're not finding the house you want at six hundred, but at six twenty-five you find five of them, then you may want to talk to your lender about how to structure that and yeah. see if that's even an option. But let's let's see if it's an option before you start really banking on it. Yep, planning on it. Yeah, we we see a lot of people that get super frustrated. They get what we call buyer fatigue, mm -hmm. and buyer fatigue is when you get really disillusioned while you're shopping. Yeah, yep. you just get beat up. You just get beat up. You just get beat up. Worn down. <clears throat> yep. Yep. And then for me, what I would say now, having owned three homes or whatever now, but. Um, <clears throat> I noticed first-time homeowners spend a lot of time on their dream house. Like they try to make their first house their dream house, or it's gotta be the perfect house. Mm -hmm. And hey, more power to you if that's you, like do that. <clears throat> I think perspective is really helpful here. If you can be the person that says, hey, I'm only gonna live in this house for four to six years or however long you're planning to live here, then you recognize that, well, a lot of people learn from from owning that first house, right? Mm -hmm. So they're gonna learn all the things that come up with, with owning a house that, and they're gonna learn that maybe an island is important to them or a big mm -hmm. kitchen is important to them when they didn't think it was, right? So there, there are things you're gonna learn from that first house that you can take into your second, your third, and your fourth homes, how many homes you have in your lifetime, <laughs> um, and, and, and do that. So this one doesn't have to be perfect. Make, make sure this one, uh, matches your goals with it. Yeah, your are main you in, goals. Are you in here for two years? Yeah. Okay, then we probably don't need, you know, the best thing on the block that we're spending the most money for mm -hmm. if we're only here for two years, right? Yeah. Um, try, try, to, try to frame that with your expectations. Yeah, and really narrow down the main things that are important. Is it more important to you to be within 10 minutes of your job? Is it more important to you to be by your in-laws who do daycare for your kids? 
Um, is it most important that you have four bedrooms instead of three? Mm -hmm. Narrow down like the four or five main things that you need and use that as a way to kind of structure your how you're gonna shop, for sure. So yeah, it's not gonna be probably, for most people, it's not their forever home. It's a very small percentage of people who buy one home in their lifetime. Yeah, super small. So the other thing is you might think about doing is drive the route to your work during the time that you're gonna be driving it. So that can be really, really helpful for a lot of people because you, I've seen people make or break their decisions on whether they want a certain house yeah. based on that. When you think about it, you're gonna be doing that five days a week or three days a week or however long you're gonna do it. So that's something else that you can do to check out neighborhoods and to see where you wanna live um, is just drive that route. Um, one other thing that we want you to do is, is some people go to their inspections, some people don't, some people wanna just you know see the report. We really recommend that you, if you can do it, that you attend the inspection because that's where the inspector is gonna walk through and show you where the thermostat is. Yeah. They're gonna show you, you know, where your water sprinkler controller is, and this is how you run it. And they'll show you things like, uh, this is how you change your filter and your AC. So it can be things like that. So they're gonna show you all how your house works. It's also a great time to bring the relatives, let them see the whole house, <laughs> take your measurements mm -hmm. in the rooms, figure out where, where the refrigerator's gonna go and if it's gonna fit, things like that. Yeah. So that's a really good time because you've got, you know, inspections last four to six hours. Sure. So you've got a lot of time there for you to uh, be checking out the house. Mm -hmm. It's a yep. good time to talk to the neighbors too. Yes. So you can go next door and talk to the neighbors while the inspector's going through. Introverts just cringed. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't come talk to me. I don't want to be your neighbor. You want like me that. to do what now? <laughs> Excuse me? You don't have to, but you, you could do that. Uh, the other thing is, this is a great time um, when you like just got under contract or even thinking about getting under contract. It's a good time to start shopping your insurance sure. agents. So people forget about that part, but you know this is this is the time where if you're first time home buyer, you've never had homeowners insurance before, and so it, it puts you in a category where you can really do some bundling of the products. It could be your car insurance mm. on you know all your cars. Could also be then your home insurance, and then it could be maybe whatever else you have, boats or whatever. Yeah. So it's a good time to shop those rates and see what you get and see who you want to work with. Your lender is going to be asking you for that information and who you're going to use for your insurance person before you close. Yeah, and we have we have two kind of closing points, but I think we can kind of combine them in one. Okay. Yeah. Um, if if you'll entertain me, I will entertain. You. Go for it. <laughs> um, first off, people do things for people they like. Okay, so when we talk negotiations, right, the more we can be in that like category, the more likely that person is to do what we want them to do. Okay, so like you, you have a phrase that you say all the time, uh, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Mm -hmm. Same concept, right, y'all? Yeah. So keep that in mind. And when it comes to negotiations specifically, you know, a lot of people want to go for that jugular with the seller. They yeah. want to attack the seller. Yeah, I'm gonna say, win. <clears throat> and, and they want to, and they want to say like. You know, your house isn't worth what you think it's worth. I'm, I'm, it's an honor that I've, I've given my offer to you and that kind of stuff. And, and that attitude doesn't get you very far. Uh, it doesn't really get you what you want in the transaction. Um, and so we talk about that with a couple of different ways, but one of the main ways we talk about it in correlation, like so if it's an inspection, right? There's probably three different types of items that can come up. Something that's broken, 
something that's worn and something that's cosmetic, like mm-hmm. a cosmetic, you know, discrepancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then how do we talk about the seller's anger with that? How do you talk about that? And how do I talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your analogy. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about the seller's rage. It's almost like a thermostat or like a right. thermometer. Right. So the thermometer, you know, has the bulb in the bottom. And then as, as it gets hotter, it's the, the red mercury starts going yep. up, up, and up. So the, if, you, if you ask the seller to fix something that's broken, that's understandable. It's very reasonable. They're like, oh, I didn't know that was broken. We'll make sure and get that fixed. So they usually agree usually. to that. No big deal. Yeah, usually. So it depends on, of course, what, what you if you beat them up really bad on the price. Exactly. <laughs> it's if, just, you, if you beat them up pretty bad on the price, they're yep. probably not going to be very and, and this is why the anger matters, right? Like there's yeah. four things. We talked about those benchmarks earlier. There's four things you got to go through. You got to get under contract. You got to go through the inspection. You got to go through the appraisal. You got to go closing. All of these things, like work, like it's you working with the seller. Yeah. It's not against. Like it's with. Yeah. It, it, they've got to be on board, and you've got to be on board. Right. So the more good faith that we can keep them in, the better through this is. transaction, the better. It is. You're, you're going to get more of what you want. Yeah. Which is which is the bottom line, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what a buyer wants is let's try to get the most of possible yeah. of what we want. So this is the this is the way through. This yeah. is the way to get there. Yeah. So they're not very mad about broken. Not mad about broken. <laughs> typically, they're, they're, you're kind of mad. You're, you're getting in the range of getting mad when it's when it's um, it's worn. worn. Yeah. Um, they may give you some money, but it's usually not going to be the full cost mm-hmm. of whatever is worn. Uh, they may it'd give be you like half a, or, it'd be like a water heater that's working just fine. Yeah, but it's old. But the inspector says, oh, it's yeah. twenty years old, yeah. and who knows when it's going to go out. So sometimes you can get a little money based on that. But again, that's starting to bring the thermometer, the, yep. the rage up a yep. little bit from the seller. And then cosmetic. I mean, every seller will blow a uh, blow their gasket <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you ask for them to repaint a room a different color uh-huh. or anything in that vein of, of aesthetic or, or, or patch of crack. Replace or, the carpet. That's not you know yeah. a foundational thing. Yes, that's where they get really angry. You're going to lose them, and you've just kind of forsaken mm-hmm. your ability to have a conversation and be. Uh, an agreeable working relationship with right. the seller. And if, if you come up against the other negotiations that could come after that, like on an appraisal, if the appraisal doesn't come in and you need to negotiate the, the cost on that, or if, you know, all of a sudden you've got some kind of a family crisis and you need to close earlier mm. or you need to close later yeah. or something like that comes up where you need to, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to negotiate that yeah. with them, then that's going to be an issue. Yeah. So, Yeah. So okay, so all of that to say for some home buyers, like there is a lot that goes into this, and if you're overwhelmed right now, um, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> Let yes. us do our job so that yes. you don't have to be worried about this. We'll coach you through all this. We'll get you through every single point of this, and we'll get you connected with people that you need to be connected with yeah. to, to do this transaction and have the, have a great experience. Absolutely, um, well. that's, that's what we want. We want yes. your first time home buying experience yes. to be great, amazing, and educational. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we sure do appreciate y'all joining in this week. Those are our first time homebuyer tips. We'll keep more coming to you. Don't worry. But for now, that's all we got. That's all we got. And we hope you have a great week. (laughs) Yeah, a great week. Hey, thank you so much for watching the podcast today. If this has been valuable for you at all, we sure could use your help getting the word out to more people. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow and consider taking just maybe two minutes um, to leave us a review. Both do wonders for our show with the algorithm and on both platforms, all you gotta do, head over to our show page on Spotify, hit three dots and select rate. 
on Apple, all you gotta do is just scroll down to the show and say, leave a review. So just click that. If you're seeing this on Facebook or Instagram, a like or comment puts all the good vibes out in the algorithm for us. And on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you can be notified whenever we post a new episode. Join us again next week for more Fort Worth housing news and updates. Until then, y'all have a great week.